Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. Before we get into this, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, by the way, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcast. But yes, we are here. It is a bumper day for footballing news today. And our lead story is one that made both, both me and Andrew, her, our jaws hit the floor when we saw this. Speculation that Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, that one, could be heading to Barcelona to team up with Lionel Messi. Now, usually with this sort of thing, you see something on Reddit or Twitter or whatever, and you take it all with a pinch of salt. But the source behind this is very, very reliable. Guillaume Balaguer, uh, of course, noted Spanish football expert, has been talking to BBC Radio 5 Live uh, about all this. Basically, what has happened is Andre Pirlo, Juventus, they want to get Cristiano Ronaldo's insane wage, I think it's 23 million euros a year he's being paid, um, off that wage bill. And as a result of that, they have been privately, secretly, whatever you want to call it, offering Ronaldo out to size to try and get him off this wage bill. So he's been offered to uh, Paris Saint-Germain, for example, Real Madrid, back to them, Barcelona, the MLS, anyone will take him, basically, to try and get that wage bill uh off Juventus's books, basically. This is insane, Andrew. Oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. When I first saw the story, it was, I saw it on Twitter, and the place I first saw it was, it was a link to the Daily Mail. And I'm thinking, yeah, can you really trust that? And then you read the story, and it's like, well, where did it originate from? And it's like, oh, Guillaume Balaguer. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's pretty much like as legit as you can get for a trusted source, especially when it comes to Spanish football. Um, so yeah, it's crazy to think that you've got this player who is, some would say, still the best player in the world. If not, he's in that conversation. Uh, he may be 35, but he's rattling in goals for Juventus. I, I think in total it was 65. It's like 89 games since he signed there. Round about those figures. Either way, a lot of goals in, in uh, a great return for him. But it's it's crazy to think that there's this player that is just Juventus and now going, please go and find somewhere else to play. Um, and... And then it's just so many questions of this because, you, you know, Andrea Pirlo's there now and he, I think the problem Maurizio Sarri ran into with Juventus, obviously he got sacked after winning Serie A, um, <laughs> as you do. Um, but yeah, the problem he ran into was Maurizio Sarri has a very certain way of playing football, his side's up a certain way. But when you've got Cristiano Ronaldo in your team, you have to play to Cristiano Ronaldo's strengths. That's just, that's like this unwritten rule. Well, it's not even, it's, it's probably written into a contract, I'm sure, somewhere. <laughs> but the point is, that kind of backfired on Sarri. And maybe Perlo's just thinking, well, I can't play my style of football if I've got to gear everything around Cristiano. So for 23, 25, 20, all these figures of however many millions a year he gets, as Andrea Perlo, you think, well, I can get rid of that, free up a load of money to invest it in, in an aging squad and be able to implement my own style of play. So I can see why it makes sense, but I can also see why it's totally insane to be wanting to get rid of that sort of footballer. 
It's like the most expensive square peg ever trying to be forced yeah. into a round <laughs> hole. Like you say, we've, we've talked about Pirlo uh, and Juventus quite a lot on this channel over the last few days about how his philosophy is going to try and sort of copy the likes of AZ Alkmaar, for example. He places a lot of emphasis in youth and, like you say, a real team game. And there's an issue there with, with Ronaldo. Look, like you said, he's still one of the best players in the world right now. And I'm sure any team would be happy to have him, aside from the fact that, as we mentioned, 23 million euros a year yeah. is what I've been asked for. Having said all that, the fantasy football managers, the, the, the FIFA players amongst us must be thinking, what if you had Messi and Ronaldo in the same team? Oh, it's not. It's it's kind of harks back to like the the days of the original incarnation of the MLS, where it's just getting all these superstars together for the, the all stars essentially. Um, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a dream for any football fan to see Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi in the same team. I don't think it'll happen, but it's great to think about. Um, Barcelona are are very famously um, holding back the purse strings at the moment because they haven't really got that much money, and it's supposed to be a tight summer. And then all of a sudden, you're hearing that. Yeah, but Ronaldo might go there for 23 million a year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. And that is the question of if if Juventus are successful in getting Ronaldo off the books, where would they end up? Because th- those Paris Saint-Germain rumours of a week or so ago, they seem to have originated from this, the fact that it wasn't so much Paris Saint-Germain showing interest in Ronaldo, it was Juventus saying, please, will you take Cristiano? Um, and and so you're thinking, where, who, there's only a select handful of teams that could pay him the sort of money that he'd want. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to see how this goes, because it feels like this could well be a major stumbling block in whatever plans Andrea Pirlo has for Juventus. Yeah, just to quote a little bit of what Balagay said to Five Live, he said, there's been talks about the MLS because Juventus want to get rid of that wage. It is drastic as that. He's been offered everywhere, including Barcelona. Like you say, though, if you lose Ronaldo, obviously huge, huge players in the mm. Bar squad. We were talking just the other day about Paolo Dybala wanting around like 15 million yeah. euros uh, a year anyway. So it's not exactly a massive cut off the wage bill. No, but but part of the story I saw with uh, from from Guillaume was also that Paolo, that the Ballon might also be another player that they're looking to get rid of. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is one that they've seemingly made no bones about that that his time at Juventus may have come to an end after just one season. Um, he, he impressed when he played, but he didn't play enough. Um, uh, and that's speaking as a Welshman. Um, hmm. Yeah, so. I think Rambo's on the move somewhere. Yeah, Dybala's another one that they're talking of, of possibly getting rid of. Uh, Blaise Matuidi has, I think it's been confirmed today, he's gone to into Miami, David Beckham's side. So there's clearly uh, uh, almost a change in the guard, really, with Juventus right now. And they, they need it because mm. it's while it's, it's a, a team that's dominated Serie A for pretty much the last decade, there's there's not really that much youth in the team. Um, I mean, they've got someone like a Matthias De Ligt, um, who is arguably the best young defender in the world. But but then you've got alongside him a, a Linola Bonucci or Chiellini might come in. Mm. Um, so there's there's definitely you can see why Pirlo wants to inject some mm. some freshers into that squad, and and selling your big hitters or letting them out of their contracts to take those wages off the books is one way to do it. Yeah, I said this the other day. It's less getting rid of the dead wood and more just sort of slightly removing the older wood. But uh, speaking yeah. of transfers. Uh, one yes. slightly more solid transfer that we can talk about next. Yeah, confirmed today um, by pretty much any official source of note is that Yamatonga has signed for, for Benfica um, in Liga Nosh over in Portugal. Um, and I'm a huge Yamatonga fan. I, I'm I'm just a humble Wrexham fan, but I've got such uh, a long-standing soft spot for Ajax and for left-footed footballers who are <laughs> quite classy. So he ticks a lot of my boxes. Um, and it was kind of that... 
run where Ajax were producing really good Belgium centre-halves from, um, I mean, you had Thomas from Ireland came through, then Vertonghen came through, then Aldo Vierald, um, and they've all gone on to have great careers. But yeah, uh, 33 years of age, only turned 33 this past April, uh, three-year deal to Benfica. Um, I yeah, I just love Jan Vertonghen, man. I, I, think, I think he's just such a, a classy defender. And, and it's, um, it's a good deal for Benfica, I think. Um, because they're they're looking to ca- play catch up to Porto. Uh, I think it was they finished five points behind Porto last season. Porto won the league. Benfica came second. Um, and we've there's been rumblings um, in European football circles of of Benfica looking to seriously uh, reinforce the, the squad ahead of mounting another title challenge. And I think Yamatongan on a free transfer after eight years at Spurs. I think it's a, a good bit of business for them. Absolutely. Uh, shame to see him depart the Premier League. Always was a big yeah. big fan of his. How do you think Tottenham are going to handle this without him? Um, well, he'd kind of been in and out the side uh, mm. this season, to be fair. It seemed like they'd already made the, the decision uh, early on into the season that maybe this might be his last year, especially with that contract coming down. Um, and I think once Jose came in, Jose Mourinho, then it became even more abundantly clear that, yeah, he sees a future at Tottenham without uh, Yamatongan in his in his first team squad. And so I, I don't think it makes as much of a difference to Tottenham now as it would have maybe two years ago, three years ago. But it's it's still I think it'll be a loss in terms of a character because he'd, he'd been there for eight years. He was part of the furniture in a way by this point in time, um, nearly a decade at the club. He, he's very much a leader. Um, by all accounts, he's just this really lovely, nice fellow that everybody liked. So I'm sure as a personality, he'll be missed from the squad. But in a footballing sense, I, I don't think it'll be that much of a miss, um, which is feels bad saying that because I think mm. he's brilliant. But, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great signing for uh, for Benfica, though, and we'll uh, keep you posted on any more transfer developments as and when we get them. Uh, just talk quickly yeah. about some breaking news regarding the FA Cup next season. Uh, it's been announced there aren't going to be any replays during the 2020-2021 season to, quote, ease pressure on the football calendar. Uh, competition is going to start on the 1st of September with the uh, extra preliminary round. Uh, finally due to take place on the 15th of May 2021 uh, alongside this news uh, that's broken today BBC Sport breaking it as well um, it's also been announced the Carabao Cup semi-finals will now be one-legged um, of course with the Premier League due to start a lot later than usual 12th of September it's going to be a congested um, fixture list anyway you know I like FA Cup replays I love the magic of the FA Cup but this seems like the most sensible decision Andrew yeah, it's one of those um, seemingly rare instances where footballing authorities have applied common sense. <laughs> and and yeah, it, it, it seems like a very much sensible call to make, the right call to make. Um, this, I mean, we don't know how things are going to go as as and when. I mean, things might restart and stop again. But I just think that the, the overarching feeling is that this next year of, of football, of life, is going to be very much um, play it by ear kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think by getting away with replays, by minimising the, the possibilities of how many games a side has to play over a football season, I, I think it's totally the right call to make. Um, I mean, I I am a fan of replays. Uh, I, I think I prefer single legs to two legs. But in terms mm-hmm. of replays, um, yeah, just because... As a non-league fan, I've, there's been some some great days. Uh, well, that was when yeah. when my team Rex were in Division Two, and well, which is now Division One. Oh God, feels so long ago. But yeah, there's <laughs> point being, you've had I've had some really good um, replay days, away days, or whatever um, in the FA Cup. So um, yeah, it's, it's sad in one way to not see it, but it's a totally 100% the right decision to make. Exactly. Lower league fans will miss the whole classic money spinner argument. Although, as we keep saying, this is kind of the new normal now for the next. 
Who knows how long, let's be perfectly honest. Uh, but speaking of one-legged ties, segue, oh, let's nice. talk about the Champions League. Uh, another game tonight to look forward to. RB Leipzig against Atletico Madrid to see who will face... Who, wait a second, I completely forgot the name for a second. PSG. The football's <laughs> just going thick and fast at the moment. Who's going to face PSG in the semi-finals of the Champions League? Uh, we yeah. talked about this just yesterday when we did a huge preview of the Champions League. But what can we expect tonight, Andrew? And uh, who do you reckon's going through after the heartbreak of Atalanta last night? Yeah, it's it's a tricky proposition. We touched on it yesterday with, with Red Bull Leipzig, where if this was the Leipzig side of maybe a month ago or two months ago, basically a Leipzig side that had Timo Werner in it, then it's a totally different uh, kettle of fish. But as it stands, I, you, you look at the team and the, <sighs> Nagelsmann, the way he has him set up, there is, um, there is a... a they're very much a style of play to them. It is very much attacking and fluid, and and they try and incorporate youth. This whole model they've got at Red Bull, which is it's 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 amazing to see. It's a sort of thing that everybody would love their football club to do. It's just the way they've gone about doing it mm. as a franchise. That's all tied to to Red Bull, and it's all basically a marketing ploy. Um, but yeah, they it's. I just I I can't see anything. I mean, they've still got players like uh, Marcel Sabitzer. Um, you've got Patrick Schick, who I uh, I raved about a little bit yesterday, who is just such a classy footballer to watch, um, and is in a bit of form after after his move to Roma didn't quite work out for him after leaving Sampdoria, but he seems to have have rekindled that at Leipzig on loan. Um, and th- there's there's quality in that Leipzig team still, but I just think you look at Atletico Madrid, and I think they're just they're they're almost like the bullies of of of, uh, of European football at times, where you've got this this young fluid, a stylish team in Red Bull Leipzig who just want to play football, man. And then you've got Diego Simeone going <laughs> bollocks to that. Um, he knows how to win games. Uh, and, and I think very much he will win this game. I think Atletico Madrid will come out because you look at the, the quality, in addition to the, the tactical know-how of Diego Simeone, knowing how to win a one-off match uh, in a big pressure situation. And then you throw in the quality of a, of a Saul, of, of a of a Koke, of, of Alvaro Morata, who... I feel is a little bit chastised too much by by the British press after his, mm. Chelsea wasn't great, and then you've got uber bastard Diego Costa who just again gets the job done. But there's from start to back, Jan Oblak in goal. Not you mentioned him, yeah. possibly the the best goalkeeper in the world. And you've got Jose Jimenez in front of him, and and Savic, a Manchester City reject. He went on to have a great career after that. Mm-hmm. But there's just the point being, there's so much quality in this Atletico Madrid team with a manager who knows how to win and. I mean, unfortunately for for Leipzig fans, I can only see this one going one way. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think Madrid have got this one. Um, we described this key competition as the most unpredictable ever, quite possibly. I realise that is looking back on last year's and sort of <laughs> downing it with faint praise, but in a very different way. Uh, look, anything can happen, as we saw last night. But uh, I would say Atletico are, are fairly confident favourites going into this. I think a PSG Atletico semi-final would be sensational. And, and, and again, Atletico will be looking around. You know, they, of course, uh, lost the final to Real Madrid a few years back. Uh, they'll be looking at this and thinking this is a real opportunity of ours to to get to the final at the very least. And, you know, the other side of the draw is is thrilling as well. Yet another brilliant game. We're just spoiled for choice at the, yeah. with football at the moment. But uh, I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah. Atletico Madrid, PSG, and then we've got... Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Man City Leon still to come. What yep. what a time it is to be and, a football fan. And you just you just totally planted the seed there in my head of if that semi-final does come to fruition of PSG versus Atletico Madrid, the thought of a Diego Simeone team just absolutely kicking lumps out of Neymar sounds brilliant to me. Sounds fantastic. Especially, 
I saw a thing on uh, Reddit today with Neymar saying, oh, yeah, we never worried. We always knew we were going to beat Atalanta. We always knew we were going to make it through to the final. And I just got an image already on that. Uh, football images that precede unfortunate events of that quote being put <laughs> everywhere. So, uh, yeah, it's something I would quite like to see. Uh, I'd much prefer Let's Go to make the final than, than PSG. Yeah. But let us know your thoughts uh, on who's going to win tonight, who you'd like to see in the Champions League final, and that insane story we started off with. Ronaldo potentially heading to Barcelona. I just can't picture him in a shirt, Barcelona shirt. He's probably going to be at Juve next season, but still, it's fun to speculate, isn't it? Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily football podcasts, of course, you can also continue the conversation on Twitter at What Culture FC, where you can follow both of us. You can get Andrew Pollard at... At Cultured Left Peg. Find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But for now, this has been your afternoon news. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.